The year is 1994. I'm Zach. I'm Charlotte. And this is My Marvelous Year. My Marvelous Year, the comic book reading club where we go through the best of Marvel comics from its origins to today. I'm Zach, your comic book journeyman, and I'm joined today by our, our new host, uh, relatively new. Charlotte, you've been on the podcast for, I don't know, about three, four months now, and my ultimate year, you've been over there for like, I think, six or seven episodes, six or yes, seven months. Mm-hmm. So like you started out on my ultimate year, and then you make your way to my marvelous year. How many more podcasts are you going to take over, Charlotte? This this, <laughs> this uh, crusade, this conquest of podcasts. What, what's your next? What's the next podcast you have your eye on that you're gonna uh, make yourself a host of, and eventually take over? You know, kill the hosts and take over for yourself. Yeah, I mean, I think right now I have my uh, my sights on uh, all coming book podcasts everywhere. So be one for that, uh, Dave. I'm coming for uh, all your podcasts. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm, and uh, yeah, I, I, I am happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like I'm happy to be known as the devourer of uh, podcasts. Yeah, oh, that's uh, a really good I one. I will soon, uh, I will soon nominate my herald. So be ready for that. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, is that what comic book herald is? Do you think? I never got Ooh. that. Think, <laughs> is that why he chose that? I have no idea. Actually, um, I, I thought. I, mean, I guess good... I have to make Dave my herald now. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, another podcast you could go on is uh, the comic book thruple counseling. Ooh, that, that's, that's good, a good. Right? Uh, yep, yep. Let's good see, idea. What else? The uh, the Joe Rogan and Charlotte experience. I think that would be. Oof, no, that no, that one I'll just destroy and leave nothing behind. <laughs> yeah, um... destroy it from the inside. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so it's 1994. We're reading what what I thought was going to be a bunch of Jim Starlin comics, and I was a little disappointed yeah. that it's only half Jim Starlin, uh, half Jim Starlin inventions. We're reading Cosmic Powers one through six, a mini series written by Ron Lim. And Warlock in the Infinity Watch 26 through 31, which is Jim Starlin's final issues on this run. And if I'm not mistaken, I think Jim Starlin's last, like, I think this is kind of the end of him being a mainstay at Marvel in the 90s, uh, yeah. as far as I know. I, I think this is this is the, the end. Of, I mean, he comes back. He's doing stuff, like, throughout. He pops in here and there and does, uh, I know he does some Captain Marvel in, like, 2000. He does, uh, I mean, he does more Thanos stuff in the 2000s. Um, like he does Thanos yeah. miniseries. In but it's more like short uh, miniseries than a, an ongoing. Uh, yeah. Like he was the, the head of the space part of, uh, of Marvel for mm-hmm. all the 19s. And that's that's over. It's a little bit like Claremont. Like Claremont is gone in the 90s, early 90s. And then like, yeah, he's back. and he does It is. But it feels, it feels way more. It doesn't feel like an ending. No. Oh, like well, you no, don't we'll get... expect that, uh, <laughs> that last issue to be his last issue. Yeah, I, I don't know the editorial stuff going on, but like. No, nothing yeah. about that last issue was a farewell to him. It's it's like the origin. Of, no. Well, we'll get into it. Um, but yeah, when we'll talk about that. Um, before we do that, if you want to support the show, you can go over to patreon.com slash mymarvelousyear. And for as little as a dollar a month, get access to our Patreon master spreadsheet for my marvelous year and my ultimate year. 
Um, for $5 a month, you can get access to our Slack channel, early access to my Ultimate Year, um, as well as some bonus episodes that we put out sometimes. And then also, like, the secret hidden benefit of backing at $5 a month is if you come into the Slack, you go into the DC channel, you get access to the early access of my DC year that I'm currently working on. Um, chipping away at that. It's going to take me... I I, <laughs> uh, I don't know if I've said this on the show before, but I'm up to something like 1930s up till 1978, I think. Something Ooh. like that. I'm done. And I was like, wow, yeah. 50 years done. Like, I'm I'm practically finished. That took no time at all. And then I just realized that, like... Most of those episodes I had, like, 1934 to 1938, 12 issues. Yeah. <laughs> like, by the time I get to the 80s, it's just, you know, it's the same issue. No, as yeah, you're not, you're not even halfway through. But, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm not even, like, <laughs> a fifth of the way through. It's, it's going to take so long yeah. to finish this. But if you want to see that happen in real time and, you know, make some suggestions, you can come over into the Slack. Uh, ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify are welcome. And uh, I think that's it. You want to jump into these comics? Yes, let's go. All right, so Cosmic Powers. Uh, it is Ron Lim and a series of... I'm actually going to look up the uh, the artist now because I don't have it in front of me. Oh, isn't... It's Ron Mars, right, who's writing? Mm-mm. No. Um, no. Yeah, he's writing it, but he's not um, doing the art. No, yeah. You, yeah. you said Ron Lim. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, who the hell's Ron Lim? <laughs> is he the guy who was... That's that's the guy who did the art for, for some of those issues well, that's... for Infinity War and all that. Yeah, I think I had them totally confused this entire time. <laughs> yeah, no, they're not the same guy. <laughs> yeah, I need Dave here to mock me for this kind of stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I kind of was like, oh, interesting, Ron. Big Ron, he's, uh, he's graduated to being the writer for these comics now. No, okay. <laughs> anyway, so Ron Mars is doing this, and then... Um, Pencils are by, uh, well, Ron Lim does the first one, and then Jeffrey Moore. Yeah. Um, who else is on here? Andy Smith, uh, Tom Grindberg, and Scott George Eaton. So you get like a real variety of artists, five different artists across six issues, which is kind of interesting because with the exception of Tom Grindberg, I don't, I didn't actually notice that the artist was switching issue by issue. When Tom Grindberg came on, I was like, oh, something's up. <laughs> but like overall, it stays yeah. very consistent. <laughs> Um, it all stays like yeah. Very I think much like Ron Lim I style. you see it after Ron Lim, I think. Hmm. But uh, yeah, no, I didn't notice. I didn't notice that it switched off of him in the first issue. So, uh, um, but uh, this okay. is a Thanos story, uh, and weirdly following up on my Dean's List comics of Secret Defenders, I think thirteen, <laughs> like yeah, the continuation of that. Surprisingly, um, where Thanos, Thanos is upset that he basically has no more. No more worlds to conquer, no more challenges left, nothing. Like, he's just bored. He's bored with his life. Yeah. Uh, his middle-class suburban existence. Uh, he has everything he wants. <laughs> and, uh, which is, like, kind of an interesting conceit, I guess, initially. Like, the idea of, like, he used to be, have godlike powers. Yeah. And then now he's talking about how, like, that isn't fulfilling and how, like, small challenges are, <laughs> you know, like, relatively small challenges. Yeah. Are more appealing to him. Um, and then this comic kind of forgets about that and just moves into <laughs> like weird little showcase of a bunch of people who used to fight some guy named Tyrant, um, who I don't think we've seen before in the, um, in no, the comics. No, I mean, not in, not in the club. Um, yeah, it's, it's weird because I think it's kind of an anthology, semi-anthology where each issue is supposed to be focused on a different character, like... Each issue has a different character's name on the title. Yeah, and so it goes... And causing powers on the side. It goes 
Terax, well, Thanos, and then Terax, <laughs> Jack of Heart, and Ganymede, Legacy, who's like Captain Marvel's son, uh, Morg, yeah. and then finally Tyrant are the six. Um, yeah. I mean, that's right, right there. That's kind of one of your big problems <laughs> is like <laughs> reading that list of names. You're like, oh, hell yeah. Tell me more about Jack of Hearts and Ganymede. Can't wait to <laughs> dig into that. I'm, I'm sure there are people who are fans <laughs> of those characters, but. I think all. I, mean, I think Jack of Hearts maybe has some fans, but like, yeah, who's Morg? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who, I'm the big Morg head in the group. Um, yeah, <laughs> nice. they're, I, they're all spitting out of Silver Surfer, where this uh, this this the tyrant I think um, was introduced, or at least like yeah. they all banded together to fight tyrant. I'll say these comics read really smoothly. Ron Mars like doesn't mm. overstuff the the panels with um too much text but he is he is trying to work in the jim starlin mode of like this kind of philosophical musing about power and ambition and all this stuff and it feels very uh very much like someone trying on that style and, and it just doesn't fit like it, it's it's out of their grasp but it feels like someone like yeah trying and failing to be jim starlin yeah <laughs> a little bit i think it's one of the things it's, it's missing it's, is the humor of Stalin, which I think is something that's maybe a bit un underrated, but that's often present in his comics, like the absurd humor in mm -hmm. the cosmic, uh, cosmic of all things. Yeah. And I think that's totally. less present here. I can't think of really one funny moment uh, in those comics, mm. or at least not an intentional one. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah it's, and it feels very bogged down in, like, the the new version of Marvel Cosmic, of which is 90s Marvel Cosmics, and those new characters are paid in comparison of, like, the the Stalin Cosmic stuff, I think. Mm-hmm. Totally, because, like... Okay, well, if, if I'm being... If I'm trying to be generous, Terax could be a little interesting. Although he seems... Yes, I, I mean, especially with his history. But he does come across as a little bit like yeah. Thanos Light here. Um... Mm, yeah. Like, well, I mean, he's just kind of a big tough guy with like power who's angry and has, you know, <laughs> no real like he doesn't have eyes. Uh he just kind of has dark spaces where his eyes yeah. are. Yeah. Um he just kind of has undefined cosmic powers that Galactus gave him. I could kind of see Jagaheart and Ganymede being maybe interesting. There's some hints of stuff like an interesting romance between the two of them. Like Ganymede has a um or no, Jagaheart's has some kind of rogue thing going where basically can't take his off his armor he'll explode which like same um <laughs> <laughs> and uh in more than one ways if you know what i mean and there's <laughs> like yeah that's kind of it there's not that much to these characters we don't learn that oh oh uh ganymede is part of the spinsterhood one of the spinsters which is a r race or collection of female warriors who fight tyrant uh which is part of the like yes underlying hum of vaguely sexist stuff in these comics um <laughs> here's the thing i was thinking about because i was like this is definitely a little sexist like the spinster stuff is unnecessarily i, I don't even i don't know why they're called spinsters um and then in the terex issue he wins a gladiatorial battle and wins a woman yeah and then this woman you know like the the art is clearly just like leering at her body she's this like helpless um helpless sex slave who then you know like gets casually threatened with sexual assault a couple times and Terax the villain has to save her and then turns out she's actually like a villain who's um backstabbing Terax and trying to lead him to you know her gang of brothers and then Terax just disintegrates her with an axe just murders her yeah. <laughs> um 
Oh, all Which, like, stuff. that's yeah, interesting sucks. to have the trope of you're expecting this to be, like, he will have maybe not redemption, but at least in having someone to protect, we'll see a better side of him. And that yeah, is very quickly thrown away. Yeah. That's semi-interesting, mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's... Uh, it's But it's wrapped up in a really good, poorly uh, written, like, damsel in distress character. Yeah. With the threat of sexual assault always happening. Yeah. And, and so I was thinking... Part of my problem with this is that, like, yeah, it's a little sexist, but also it's mostly just that it's sexist, and then also, like, childlike, child, childlike, uh, childishly simple. <laughs> if that's yeah. if that makes sense, because like, I I don't know, I I like, maybe I I can't uh, fully explain this, but like, we've definitely read comics that have like sexism in them before, like that you could argue is sexism. Frank Miller stuff, you definitely can argue that, right? But I also don't think he is playing with, like, these, like, dangerously simple tropes for, like, shock effect, right? Like, I think at least he's yeah. trying to, like, do something more interesting. And so, like, I, I'm more forgiving of it when it, it's at least wrapped in something that uh, feels a little more complicated. <laughs> I don't know. if that, Does that make sense? Um, like, I, I like, see what you mean, yeah. Like, I'm angrier at a, uh, at someone who's probably not misogynistic, just, like mindlessly using sexist tropes in a very like baby brained way um that i am yeah. someone who like maybe actually has a sexist point of view but is like illustrating it in a complicated uh and like well-observed way <laughs> if that makes sense i don't know um yeah no i, I at guess, least from an I, I guess like i kind of have the opposite point of view whereas with something like with something like mark miller it feels like he's trying to say something mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, about like the about that, but maybe uh, the place of women in in the men's in the men's society and all of that. But mm -hmm. so yeah, you you take it more seriously, and you're going to have them to examine it into a closer lens. Where whereas here, I think you're just like it's it's the same thing you see in the, in more than fifty percent. I mean, in ninety percent of uh, of comics, mm -hmm. and it's just yeah. it's just boring. They didn't think about it, and it's just uh, it's background noise. I mean, it's to them, sad yeah. to say, but you get used to it. Yeah, well, it just becomes one of these things where it's just, like, you, one, people aren't particularly, like, held to account for this stuff because it's just so ubiquitous. Yeah. You know, I'm not not saying, like, Ron yeah. Mars needs to be held, you know, on trial for this. But just, like, this is not, you know, people don't talk about most 90s comics just being, like, super casually sexist. I, I guess some people, some people do. I'm, I'm being hyperbolic. Um, mm. But, like... I guess, well, I mean, Mark Miller, Mark Miller is a different story for me because I also, I think Mark Miller has nothing to say and he has no interesting worldview, you know? Yeah. Whereas like Frank Miller, even if he does have a messed up worldview, I think he is, and, and putting that in his comics, I think he's enough of an artist that like, I'm still interested, if that makes sense. Like even something that like comes across as sexist or xenophobic or Islamophobic. Yeah. Um, and, and I get like people who are not interested in that and want to like reject it. That, that's fine you know like i, I don't uh, hold anyone <laughs> hold it against anyone for rejecting it for that but um i i think like yeah yeah i guess i guess my point is uh i mean i guess with frank miller there's more of an analysis to be made whereas here yeah. it's just yeah it's sexist and it's that's all there is to it <laughs> and it's sexist and just the kind of like most boring i've never yeah. examined this in my life and i'm just using sex slavery as a you know yeah. plot point I mean, because it and it goes with having only men in the in the creative uh, in the creative team. Like, that's sure, sure. That's yeah, just yeah. Uh, that's just where it is. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. I mean, it's still like there's there's very few women in the Marvel offices to stand up and yeah. be like, hey, you know, if you're going to have a sex slave, like, let's also not have the audience uh, leer at her body. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. choose one or the other, you know, <laughs> right? Like, you can't also uh, try to make us horny for this character who we are also supposed to feel bad for because she's being sexually, like, threatened. Um, yeah. Okay, so soapbox put aside. Uh, Legacy, I think, might be... <laughs> I don't know. I was going to say the most interesting to me, <laughs> mostly just because, like, the continuity yeah. stuff I'm plugged into, right? We read the death, death of Captain Marvel. We read those comics where he fought Nitro and was, like, poisoned and developed cancer from that fight. And yeah. this is Legacy, Captain Marvel's son, trying to seek revenge for um for his father's death with Nitro. And uh, I guess it's not that interesting. I don't know why I'm saying that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's the very basic, uh, like, surface-level superhero stuff of, like, a hero goes after a bad guy to kill them for vengeance, and then they realize that uh, they should do better and just capture them. You've seen that mm-hmm. uh, yeah. thousands of times in superhero media. You know what? That's I, basically I, all there is, but, uh, yeah. I also was thinking how, like, this is also just a very poorly thought out, you know, not, it's not a particularly interesting plot point that, like, incarceration becomes the quote-unquote, like, justice over killing. Yeah. Right, like I, I really, yeah, that, it's something that people talk about a lot with the Flash CW show, and that that was exactly the same scene of him being brought back to Titan and just put in a cell, and you can forget about him. Totally, totally. Which is like, I th- I think it's just a frustrating, um, like a, a a lack of vision for what this world is versus our world. Right, like you just you get this so much yeah. in comic books, but like, like I'm very anti-capital punishment in real life, but like in superhero media i'm like yeah no you should kill that guy right like clearly right like and then also (laughs) what's the alternative is like yeah killing him would be revenge putting him in a cage to live out the rest of his life in a small box that's justice right like which is you know it's a very uh it's just a way that people have not considered the uh you know like incarceration people don't think about it and it's just kind of like yeah that's just what we do that's justice right like so much media has trained us yeah. to think that and it's like no sometimes you could just you know kill somebody and that would be justice for it right like there are real life cases of that um yeah i don't know it, like, it's you also can just... also have for a fantasy crime you can have like a fantasy punishment exactly like, based right. on, on a spell or anything else yeah it doesn't yeah, have yeah. to be the very real life equivalent of just putting a cell for life exactly right that's what i mean there, there's a, a lack of uh you know uh like of imagination i think yeah 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 exactly um and you know grounding in your own story right because it's it's very yeah it, it's silly to try to i mean that this happens constantly in superhero comics like superheroes talking about you know some uh some terrorist supervillain who just you know killed 400 people went on a rampage and killed like hundreds yeah. of people and it's like no we mustn't kill them you know even at the risk of our own life we need to bring them back no. alive so that they can we mustn't kill them they, they might join the avengers right one day <laughs> Right. Okay. Uh, Morgue is where I totally checked out, and I was like, I don't care about this man. Uh, I think he's a former Held of Galactus, and that's it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, basically, and then he became like um, he worked for Tyrant for a bit. I think. Like Tyrant, we have forced uh, him to work for him. Maybe. With some kind I don't know. Of I, this, this is... I don't know. Okay. So then, issue six, you get to this thing where uh, Thanos has gathered together these this motley crew of people to help him take down Tyrant. And at this point, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot that Thanos was involved. Like, this is a big quest to have Thanos fight yeah, a... Yeah, it's weird, like, 
bad guy. Like, it's a Thanos versus Galactus comic in a way, mm-hmm. and it's very boring for that. <laughs> I mean, like, th- both Thanos and Galactus are in this comic, and it's still kind of boring. I mean, the the big issue for me with, with the arc of this comic is that, like, think about every other Thanos story we've read. Throughout the story, you're getting like glimpses into Thanos's mind. You've got the motivation for his quest. Yeah. You're like, we're, we're alongside him. You know, at, at least like interested, if not somewhat rooting for him as far as like Thanos quest, right? Like Thanos quest kind of puts you on his side for some reason, because that comic's like a masterpiece. Um, this is like issue one. You kind of have this half baked idea of like Thanos wants a new challenge, which is like not that interesting of a conceit. I don't know. Like it, it, it's I kind of like I'm and somewhat interested in the, the boredom in the like malaise he's feeling. But then the actual quest of him finding a new power to con- conquer is like this i don't know that's not very relatable yeah and it's very <laughs> unclear what he actually wants to do because i think that's something dave talked about uh when we talked about secret defenders is that now you have a thanos that has to go back to being a pure villain mm-hmm. after having like semi-redemptions in infinity war and gauntlet and um and crusade mm-hmm. and so the, it feels like it's marvel trying to find a new purpose for thanos cause it can't be just pining after death anymore it has to be something different mm-hmm. it feels like they're just trying okay so he just wants a challenge and to find um knowledge that, yeah. that's it yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> like, you know, that's, like that's not enough i i could see a way that that could be interesting I, I don't think like this is a a idea without some kind of interest to it there's some merit to it right like someone who's just never satisfied and but it, it needs to be to have a clear focus on what it actually means and what he why he's reaching that new purpose like yeah it's like you said it, that we don't have a clear there's not enough focus on what's going on in thanos's mind which is what was very interesting about stalin's version of the character right it, and so you end with like five issues of buildup and then the fight is just like yeah he wants to fight the, like what what is our interest in this fight yeah he'll beat another tough guy like are we supposed to be like yeah yes i can't wait or no i wish he wouldn't <laughs> you know like there's just there's there's not a ground yeah. in, in any kind of um any kind of stakes that we feel um and then there's something i i don't know he gets uh he he gets some power here that i i, I lost the thread uh, at the end here, Which, yeah, it was like it's some kind of orb. Yeah, he gets an orb, and then he's like, it has something <laughs> to do with tyrants, but it's very unclear. And then Tyrant has a bigger orb, and it's like, haha, Tyrant actually <laughs> had the orb, a big orb. And they just along. start pondering their orbs, and uh... <laughs> well, I mean, it's what you it's what you do with an orb, right? Like, it's what you do, yeah, clearly. Did you have an orb? Uh, yes, I'm pondering at it uh, right now. Are you? Oh, really? That's interesting. Well, only 20, 21 yeah. years old and she already has an orb. Wow, you're really, yeah. uh, you're really doing well for yourself. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I am so. the devourer of podcasts, after all. <laughs> I, yeah, I just, I, I think, like, there's very, this is, this is not a good Thanos comic. It's kind of a nice no, looking yeah. comic sometimes. It has some character, like, I will give it credit for, like, it is not overstuffed. And I, I like the format of its switching point of view from each new character right like i do kind of know who ganymede and jack of hearts are now i kind of know who legacy is now like i didn't know that before i know that now i feel like if i saw him in the future i'd be like okay i have some grounding for who you are because this unlike you know like some x-men comics will be like like introduce too many characters and the art doesn't sell them and their voice like they're they're stuffed in with too much other stuff and like it will take a long time before you feel like you have a grounding on who that is. You know, like I still don't really know who Candy yeah. Southern is, <laughs> right? Like we read all those X Men <laughs> comics, and it's like apparently she's hot, <laughs> but it's me. Um, 
wow. according to Cerebro Cast. Wow. I know, I know. I broke my <laughs> I broke my own rule. Um, but like the the comics don't. I, at least the comics we read never had like really clear focus on her as a character. Um, I mean, so, like, that's because you didn't read like fifty plus issues of the New Defenders. Yeah, sure. Wait, is that really <laughs> is that really where she's big? I think so. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Um, yeah, that, I'm not, that's not even really a critique of you know like. Oh, well, maybe it is a little critique of X Men comics. Um, <laughs> you know, like clear characterization. <laughs> like there is a way to introduce characters so that you feel, um, like you know who they are, right? Like, and that's important for uh, for investment. Yeah. You know what? Like in Eternals, that movie didn't really like that movie at all. But like the one thing I have to give it credit for is like I did walk away being like, yeah, I know all their names and I kind of have a slight idea who all of them are, right? Like they didn't blend together, yeah. and none of them like totally faded in the background. So like doing something like that. It's kind of impressive. Um, not that I'm itching for more morgue, but... Um, I think part of it, too, is, like, for something called cosmic powers, yeah, I was expecting or hoping for something more cosmic in nature, like, with Thanos and Galactus and all all those Stalin, Stalin characters and creations, or, like, ideas. And, uh, yeah, it's very bogged down, just these ragtag, this ragtag group of nobodies and uh, their... Yeah, it feels very small. It feels way too small for what it could have been, for what you you would hope for a series about six different characters where where each issue wants to have the focus on each character. And it's about Thanos. Yeah, you you want something bigger. And yeah, it's it's disappointing from its scope alone. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Like, like I um, I mean, part of the reason I was disappointed it wasn't Jim Starlin because I read his Cosmic Odyssey yeah. over at DC. And like, have you read that yet? No, I haven't. Are you gonna? Ju- you, I mean, it's. Okay, just to hold off till we eventually get to my DC here in five years. But that's, yeah. that's a very good... <laughs> that's um, what I'm thinking. It's a little bit like... Hmm, it's a little like Secret Wars or a little bit like, like Marvel's where like it's an okay. entire universe oh, that's... encompassing... I know those are two very different, but like oh, okay. it's very universe encompassing. But I think it's very friendly okay. to a newcomer to be like, oh, like I kind of... You know, I get a little taste of all these different corners of the DC universe and um, in like in a way that's not overwhelming for a newcomer, which I think is... Uh, kind of special about it um yeah i'm curious about checking that out it's really good it's only a couple issues long i think it's three four issues yeah it's it's very short um and mike mignola art uh jim starlin writing very good um okay Okay. so let's actually get over to some jim starlin comics warlock in the infinity watch 26 through 31 have you been reading any more of this no i didn't i hadn't find the time but i need to to go back and read those because i remember being very interested in at least the infinity war tie-ins i think that was the events mm-hmm. yeah um which were very good and maybe even better than the actual events yes i agreed <laughs> with that when we read that that yeah. was that was the part <laughs> that i i liked the most um yeah and this is this is the end of his run it is a couple different stories uh there's an avengers versus the um infinity watch story followed by a abyss story like a guy named abyss um yeah and uh well first like let's talk about it's it i knew this coming into it was the end of jim starlin i didn't know that it wasn't the end of um warlock and the infinity watch i thought this was like the end of the series as well as the end of his run no it goes on for another let me see uh i think like 14 issues i think it goes to like 45 or something yeah. it goes a little bit more before it ends right it doesn't go it doesn't go too much longer <laughs> after he leaves unsurprisingly um and so it definitely doesn't feel like a farewell that's that's a little bit of a bummer no. you know like it doesn't feel like a summation of his work it doesn't feel like any kind of closure on like what he was doing like it literally ends with 
we have all this build up to this guy named Abyss, this uh, villain who's been doing stuff like, well, pretty much in the foreground, right? We've been seeing a lot of Abyss. And then the last issue is just like the origins of Abyss. And we learn about the schmuck who, uh, like, <laughs> I don't know, got some powers from this like fat troll. <laughs> I, I really had a hard time parsing exactly what was happening there. Um, yeah. And it, and it really ends mid story with a, a cliffhanger for like this the next issue, which is literally happens five seconds later it doesn't feel like even the issue the end of the issue doesn't feel like an ending it's uh, yeah it's weird it's weird that this is the the end of stalin cosmic yeah i have to assume 90s stalin cosmic something going on you know in real life to uh cause his departure from this like in a uh in a kind of unceremonious way Um, yeah because yeah 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 i I assume he would want to at least go out on you know some kind of note of uh (laughs) you know like ending the story he began a little bit more but I mean, I guess he, you know, he he somewhat got the chance with his big trilogies, which, um, yeah, you know, ended a little disappointingly. I, I was actually thinking, um, part of me is like bummed that Jim Starlin is not going to be a big presence in Marvel anymore, but also part of me is not because it's like I'd rather I, I'd rather stop being disappointed <laughs> that he's not like <laughs> living up to the expectations that he's built for me anymore. And that yeah. sounds really mean because I don't think he's writing bad comics anymore. But I, I think he no. just, he peaked like three years earlier and just like, and he's just not been able to reach those highs again. Um, well, and we also have mostly been reading his events comics since mm-hmm. yeah. the Infinity Trilogy. Yep. Whereas what we really liked about him was his like ongoing run stuff with Silver Surfer and mm-hmm. like maybe Thanos was the exception with the, that miniseries. Yeah. But may- maybe if we had if we had read the the Warlock and the Infinity Watch and going, we, we'd say something different with uh, Stalin is still uh, going strong, you know? Yeah. Yeah, 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 I agree. Uh, that, that's a good point because I really like those Warlock and the Infinity Watch issues that yeah. like paralleled the second event, I think. Um, much more than that event. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's kind of like I'd rather just break up with him now before he continues to, you know, disappoint me, <laughs> right? Just like, wow, uh, you've never uh, broken up with someone for that? Just being like, you know what? I love you. Like, we've had a ton of great memories, but like, you're just disappointing me and I don't want you to disappoint me any further. So I'm just going to end it right now. That's what I, that's why Dave's... Yeah, no, not- I, I sense... I sent many emails to Jim Starlin saying that, but he's never responded. <laughs> That's why Dave's not on this uh, episode, because uh, he has been just disappointing me lately, and I love him. But before uh, before it gets any wow. out of, any more out of hand, we just uh, had to call things off. Um, yeah. So the, uh, the the thrust of the first story is that a UN ambassador, a senator. Uh, I actually don't know why a U.S. senator is at the UN so much. I, I just realized that he's definitely a U.S. senator, but he's, he's a also, politician. Yeah, I guess, but he's at <laughs> the U.N. That's the entire thing. So, anyway, um, he like six the Avengers via mind control. We find out, but that wasn't clear to me until much later. Um, he six them on the Infinity Watch, who are living on Monster Island, having made a like peace treaty with uh, Mole Man, <laughs> which yeah. is a which is a fun little bit. Like that feels very Starlin, right? Like. That, he's, uh, that they'd be <laughs> yeah. on Monster Island would be their headquarters and, you know. Um, and then it turns into a couple issues of, like, Avengers fighting before they find out that they were brainwashed uh, to fight. And, and I, I never really found out why this senator hates the Infinity Watch so much. Is it that he well, was... Well, because he's... 
<laughs> did, did we read the same comics? Because he's 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 uh, what's his name? An agent of a man beast. He's like oh, that's right. No, Adam I totally, I totally forgot. Enemy. Yes, no, no. Of course I did. Yeah, I forgot <laughs> all about that because it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. You know that it's not, yeah, yeah. It's not a good fair. natural conclusion of like oh yes, and of course he was man beast. It's just like oh yeah, and then he turns into a wolf who I never met before. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm supposed to be like, well, that's because you haven't read uh, Warlock and the Infinity Watch, right? Well, it actually said that it was in that's, some that's issues. That's not even true. He's he's he was in the seventies Warlock solo series. Yeah, it said it, like it, it had a little note saying that he was in some issues that we read, and I I just don't remember him yeah. at all. But he is kind of a generic looking wolf man, so uh, I'm not, not too surprised. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, yeah, this senator sixed them on it, and uh, it is. <laughs> I just want to talk about the Avengers right now. I think there's a real reason. When was the last time we read Avengers? Let me look at the list. Uh, Galactic, yeah. Galactic Storm, maybe? Yeah, 1992. When's the next time we're reading Avengers? It is 1996. Age of... Um... <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, maybe not, because this is our uh, this is the old list. Uh... <laughs> oh, no, never mind. That's a Thor comic. I, I read something about, like, a Warren Ellis arc. Uh, but that's a, and I was Oof, like, maybe yeah. Dave won't do that. <laughs> But um, no, no we're reading... I, I think we won't be reading any Avengers before Avengers Disassembled in 2008. We're reading a single uh... <laughs> issue in 1996, and then yeah, 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 yeah probably 1990. Is it 1998? Yeah, I don't know. It's not even in the list. Is uh, Avengers Disassembled? <laughs> he doesn't. No, no. Oh no, it <laughs> that is. was a joke. That's 2008. Oh, oh, okay. There's something. There's a big. Oh, Hero, Heroes <laughs> no. Return is 1998. Yeah, Heroes anyway, Reborn slash the, the, Return. The point be, being. We haven't read much Avengers, and we're not going to for a while. And I think if you want to know why, <laughs> you can read this comic and see what the team is right now. It is a <laughs> like easily the worst team I've ever seen. It's a depowered Captain America who's had his like super soldier powers taken away. It is Black Widow, who's okay. We like Black Widow. Um, it's Thunderstrike, the you know worst knockoff Thor, the bargain bin Thor, the <laughs> Giant Man. I'm not sure if it's actually Hank Pym, but it's Giant Man. I think it might be Hokai, right? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Oh, I have no idea. Um, Vision, who uh, Vision kind of just seems like the Martian Manhunter now of the Avengers, who like he's the one who stays steady. Like, there's always a Vision. Yeah, I know that the he's the, the one that doesn't get uh, mind controlled, and he just doesn't say anything. And during the fight, he's just like, "Nah, fam, I'm good. Let them fight it out." <laughs> yeah, he comes in later, and he was like, "Yeah, I pretended to get knocked out, and I thought it would be best if you." If you took out a couple of the Avengers before I woke everybody up, <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's very flimsy. Yeah, Who's, I'm missing somebody. There's some. Oh, Hercules. Hercules. Is uh, Hercules. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Like besides Thunderstrike, actually, that's not a terrible team. Yeah, you, you just hate Thunderstrike. That's the thing. I totally hate Thunderstrike. You did a Thunderstrike reading <laughs> order, so like, do you, is he is he better than I'm giving him credit for? No. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think so. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, how long does he exist? Is he, does he die soon? Um, do you soon. want? Uh, can I spoil it? I don't know. I mean, does it, it does it matter? Do you think we're ever gonna like? Read I mean, he comments? dies in a few years. Phew. Good. Okay. I mean, his I very son much comes doubt back in read. the in the two thousands, and his son is kind of fun, but he he has only a few appearances. Oh yeah, no, he dies in a Thunderstrike comic. There's absolutely no way we're gonna read Thunderstrike twenty four. Oh no, <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's nuts. Um. Okay. I don't even remember how he died, and I, I wrote a reading order about the guy. That's... <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's very funny. Um, oh, what happened? All right, I'm, I'm looking at the... Uh, oh, God. Here, We're losing Zack to Thunderstrike. Eric <laughs> manages to defeat the Blood Axe, 
but at the cost of his own life. Oh yeah, blood axe. <laughs> oh I yeah, blood axe. Guy. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Who could forget blood? Yeah, axe? he was a guy with a blood axe. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Thunderstrike sucks, and I'm glad he's dead. Um. The <laughs> yeah. It, it's a it's a pretty flimsy uh, roster, I guess. Um. And and they fight. The fights like only interesting because of the infinity watch right they have like fun powers for the most part like i like how pip you know teleports a giant stone and smushes oh there's also a terrible member of infinity watch maxim who i could not find it yeah. in me to uh to care about here um, um he's introduced with like a mystery to his identity mm-hmm. in infinity war or like right before that i think yeah and the mystery is still not resolved and yeah it's really it's, wild and, and it's like, weird that he hasn't had anything more since then and we get it we get a uh hint here that like he was given his powers by the badoon and it's like oh don't let um gomora find out her parents were killed by the badoon <laughs> which is like <laughs> good job on the mcu for upgrading that one uh, and, and taking the, <laughs> the Badoon out of here. Um, oh, yeah, the Badoons aren't yeah, in the MCU yeah. yet. Yeah, no, they're not. <laughs> I mean, you know, decent chance, right? Like, we've got Pip and Star Fox and Adam Warlock in the next Guardians movie. Yeah. So, uh, decent chance we get some Badoon. At least, uh, that seems like something he might James Gunn might fold in kind of in the background. Anyway, uh, they're kind of fun. I like Gamora a lot. Gamora and Mantis are fun, specifically Gamora. Um, I kind of like her Wait, attitude. Mantis? Like, no, Gam- yeah, Mantis, right? No, oh, no, Moon Dragon, Moon Dragon. You're right. Oh yeah, yeah that's. I was, getting, <laughs> I was getting it mixed up. Wow, uh, you forgot about Moon Dragon. That's that's disappointing. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I like Moon Dragon. Moon Dragon here yeah. uh, doesn't do too much for me, but I really liked Gamora and her like, like she's in love with Adam here, and like, yeah. and that's like the only thing that keeps her from just going full evil. Um, which I kind of think is fun, <laughs> right? Like she's kind of got this uh, very like evil heart but also it's held in check like at one point um so let's just skip ahead here abyss sends a woman named v- oof, mara mara maya 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 yeah maya i think uh who who tricks warlock into drinking a love potion which i do think is a funny it was hilarious mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's a pretty fun thing where it's all this build up like she's bringing this vial of something and it's like it's not poison and abyss is like only to get him to drink it. Like, and Maya will drink it too. She thinks she has the antidote, but she doesn't. And <laughs> all this build up, and you're like, what's it feels like happen? It feels like you have an original story where it's an actual poison, and then you have the porn parody where it's a love potion, and this is a porn parody. Uh-huh. <laughs> totally. Although I will say, like, that can be kind of gross. Uh, and it never really, like, they immediately start making out no. and then get pried apart, and then it doesn't get nastier than that. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I think it's handled fine. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. It, it is weird that Gamora, who's an, like, intergalactic assassin, is just, like, behaving like a jealous teenager of, uh, of uh, Adam being with uh, Maya. I like that uh, Maya's... In, I don't think it's great. I, I, I like it. I like Maya. Maya's in trouble, and, uh, it, like, Abyss sends all these demon soldiers or whatever to fight, and Maya's in trouble, and, uh, Gamora sees it and is like, haha, fine, like, I'll... You know, that takes care of her. And then she, like, waits a beat and she's like, oh, my God. No, I have to go save her because Adam's just going to pout otherwise. <laughs> I can't deal with his, like, eternal <laughs> pouting. Which is also a funny slam on uh, Adam Warlock for just, you know, his propensity for, like, going off and sulking and, like, staring at <laughs> off at the sunset. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I liked her. Adam Warlock has two moods. Horny and angsty. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I don't know. Is he horny usually? This is, I mean, this is the horny 
warlock, but... Uh, I don't know, he keeps falling in love with random women, which, like, is 90% of male characters in Marvel oh. Comics at this point, but... Um, I don't I don't remember that. I, I don't remember anyone else he's fallen in love with. I'm not, I'm not saying I mean, you're wrong. But. I guess it was already Gamora in the 70s, but... Uh. Yeah. Um, so, y- y- the thing is, these two plot lines, I think, are not Starlin's strongest, but, like, they're quick, they're breezy, it's got his sense of humor, these characters are fun, they're fun in his hands, right? Like, it's fun hearing Drax and... Pip and Moondragon bounce off each other, right? Like, he knows these characters. And he's, like, as we've said before, he's best when he's working with his characters instead of, like, Captain America. Yeah. And Captain America's here for a little bit, and there's nothing to him, right? Like, Thunderstrike is nothing in his hands. Like, I I don't know. It's just, it's very interesting that he just doesn't have much to say with, like, when he gets the Avengers uh, under his pencil. But I think that's basically always the time with the Avengers showing up in other people's comics. Mm-hmm. They're just like here as to be a someone to fight for a few issues and then reconcile with. Mm, yeah. But they're rarely written as actual characters when they're showing up in other people's comics. They're just the super cops are here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, people writing the Avengers have that issue, right? Where like yeah. it all becomes <laughs> a blur of like voices and you don't get a good distinction between the characters. Like only the best can really, um, you know, make the whole team. Say, I mean, write a team book like that. Team books are tough. So. Yeah. Um, okay, I think that's about all I've got to say. Goodbye, Jim Starlin. We barely knew thee. I would like to read your... Uh, I am directing... <laughs> I am addressing you directly, Jim, here. <laughs> I switched to uh, a direct plea. We know you're listening. Um, oh, my God. I would love to talk to Jim Starlin. Uh, like... Very. I mean, he's he's still kicking around. He's only seventy-two. He'll be with us for a while. Um, I, I do want still kicking around. Wow. I think I know why he's not coming on our podcast. <laughs> I didn't. That's not a negative phrase. He's still he's still doing his thing. It feels like you're talking about him like he's one hundred and five. Like <laughs> no, no. I'm saying he's not. Like he's seventy. He's still going to. He's still writing some stuff. He. Uh, I think he just he yeah. had a, a hand injury and now he's uh, he's over that. He's writing Dreadstar again. Um, yeah. Which uh, that's what I was gonna say is uh, I should read Dreadstar. Dreadstar is his, his, like, big independent comic um, that he yeah. was writing back in the 90s. And uh, I should check that out sometime. Because... Which I think that came from a Marvel graphic novel at first. Hmm. Interesting. I uh, I don't know. That, that would... Like, that would be... The, the Marvel graphic novel stuff has, like, less... Uh, Marvel doesn't necessarily keep the rights to the character. So creators are allowed to, to use those stories and characters in independent comics afterwards yeah okay that must be the case right right? because yeah you're right it's uh it was published by epic comics which was like the marvel oh yeah epic yep which is you know it's still marvel but i guess he uh he must own it um yeah Yeah. i should check that out because that that's like you know he was he was writing that i think like in his oh yeah in the 80s right i mean that's like he was still in his heyday right (laughs) like 70s through early 90s um was when he wrote the majority of that so yeah i should i should check all that out um next time on my marvelous year the final episode well i think uh, are we doing a variant next i'm I'm having a hard time keeping the timeline i'm not sure but the next real episode (laughs) i don't know the next full episode we're doing is the spider-man clone saga part one i think we have at least two if not three parts to that i think 94 95 96 i'll have that two but the first chunk of that okay yeah that long okay yeah Yes, it is that long. <laughs> no, I know, but I thought it was more condensed on, like, a lot of titles, but maybe not three years uh, long. Yeah, well, it lasts a long time. Dave is definitely, like, cutting it down um, to what we're yeah. reading. So, like, I'm looking right now, I think we're reading 13 or 14 issues for 1994, which is not crazy, right? Like, and they're all Spider-Man. Yeah. It's like, I mean, there are 
five, six Spider-Man series going right now, which is absolutely nuts. Web of yep. Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, <laughs> Spider-Man, Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man, Spider-Man Unlimited, and then, uh, did I miss one? No, that's it. So five. No, I think that's it. Yeah, which is uh, bonkers. Uh, no character can yeah. sustain five <laughs> titles. Um yeah, especially when they're oh, all yeah. in it feels continuity. Like there are there are uh, as many Spider-Man titles and X titles, which <laughs> I know, and it's like Spider-Man it's one character. one guy. It's too much, you know. Like I, I can't. And it's not, oh, oh, and there's Spider-Man 2099 on top of that. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? Like he's so, not part of the crossover. I don't mind that. Like it's like Batman. Like Batman is like people are talking about that a lot lately. That like DC every month, basically like 60 percent of every comic DC publishes is a Bat-related title which is just bonkers, but it's, yeah. it's what sells well. But I will say, like, at least Batman, like, with that, you're getting all these, um, like, Elseworlds spinoffs, right? You're getting the, like, the Black Label miniseries. You're getting, you know, Joker. You've got Nightwing. You've got Packer, whatever. Like, bad adjacent things that are yeah. all, all just focused on Bruce Wayne, <laughs> right? Like, six titles all focused on Bruce Wayne that are in continuity for Bruce Wayne would be insane. Just nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't, I mean... You know, this is this is part of the. Uh, I mean, the it's probably boom. happens. It's the comics boom and the bust that's about to happen. Yeah, right? is that they're like Spider Man's the hottest thing ever. Let's have five comics a month all about Spider Man. Yeah, um, which is yeah. the way you do it now. Yeah, it's the way you do it now is you have the Peter Parker title, you have the Miles Morales title, you have the Gwen Stacy title. Mm-hmm. Like you, yeah, you spread that across several characters. Yeah, I think uh, I, right now Spider Man has two like ongoings i think if i'm not mistaken but um don't quote me on that in in 2021 in 2022 you mean yeah yeah i think so like that are things so focused on peter parker um that are like the ongoings so not sure uh and we'll get to that in six years probably all right well thank you all very much for listening (laughs) can't wait thank you charlotte for being a wonderful co-host as always please do not uh, murder me for a larger share of the patreon money um not yet not yet okay yeah at least wait, let, let me finish my dc year because you don't want to have to take over doing this um fair points a lot of work <laughs> although i'm reading a lot of teen titans right now george perez's teen titans a lot of fun Ooh. yeah it's a it's a very good run Interesting. as good as uh as good as people say um have you read the like x-men crossover with that no i have not which you know all there's that been like a crossover with clement's x-men and george perez's teen titans no, the... that's kind of interesting 70s or 80s i can remember i'd be curious to see a marvel dc crossover that works because in my mind they don't <laughs> yeah right i mean they're it's tough to do a, a, well you know the stakes get sucked I mean, out of it there's a handful like... of them in the 90s i think well, but there's more yeah. there are more like one characters with one other character like batman and punisher stuff like that yeah i read one of those for um one of our bonus episodes uh someone Air, oh aaron and kurt donated and uh we read the marvel yeah DC. from marvel versus dc yeah 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 we read those yeah. They're okay. Like, it's just mostly kind of fun to see them together, but, like, the yeah. stories aren't that interesting. Those crossovers are really tough to do. I, I've heard... Um, yeah, if anyone... Actually, anyone listening has any crossovers of, like, universe stuff like that that you're like, yeah, that works great. Ooh, yeah. Uh, let me know. I, the only one that I know of that uh, is, is like, interesting is Batman and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, written by James Tynan IV, one of his earlier comics. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's pretty good. And, and, it's, and there's the batman looney tunes oh batman um oh, what's the hunter guy's name elmer fudd uh, elmer fudd mm-hmm. yeah well, that that's the whole i mean they do looney tunes dc crossovers over and over again there's a whole series of those yeah but the, yes that batman elmer fudd issue is just a masterpiece it's a single perfect issue it's so 
funny. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that's great. Uh, and uh, yeah, written by Tom King, you know, which is really funny because like he's not someone you think of as having like a great sense of humor. Yeah. Although Mr. Miracle is very funny at times. Um, he he can be very self serious, but uh, Mr. Miracle has like a lot of really good humor in it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I can't wait for us to get to the 2020 or 2021 uh, Marvel Fortnite crossovers. I think you're going <laughs> to love that. Yeah, well, DC... <laughs> wait, is that real? Is Marvel... Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's Green, the thing. Green Goblin's in Fortnite right now. I keep getting little pop-ups on my computer. Yeah, but <laughs> there were actual comics tying into to Well, Fortnite. no, I, I know that with DC because whenever I go on DC Universe Unlimited, it's like the most popular comic of the week and it's still just like the Batman Fortnite crossover. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. it's, and it's... Like always, the most popular comic this week is the uh, the Batman Fortnite crossover because <laughs> I think the Marvel one on. was called like Nexus War or something because when like <sighs> Galactus showed up in Fortnite. That's incredible. You know what? Like Fortnite <laughs> is, I I, uh, I I booted up Fortnite again like two months ago, something like that. Mm. And uh, and because it's, it's kind of a fun game, I played it on my Switch for like two rounds, then uninstalled it. But um, the opening <laughs> cutscene to that, I haven't played it since like. It first got big. The opening cutscene that yeah. they have now is like your guy in Fortnite, and it's like, oh my God, Kratos fighting like the Terminators, fighting who else is in there? Master Chief from Halo, and then uh, Deadpool. Maybe is, is Fortnite like, secretly re- Ready Player Two? I'm yes. It's it's exactly that, <laughs> right? Like the amount. I mean, you know, Thanos has been in there. Uh, John Wick <laughs> was in Fortnite for a while. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it's very bonkers. I mean, one of the funniest examples of that, like, brand synergy just absolutely is so effective to get kids sucked into this stuff. Yeah. Is uh, I was at the movie theater for Black Widow this summer, one of the only, one of two movies I saw in theaters this whole year, or 2021. And um, they played a trailer for the new Mortal Kombat Scorpion, I think, right? Um, yeah. And, uh, a kid, like a six-year-old kid behind us said, from Fortnite, like pointed at the screen and said, <laughs> which is like incredible. I mean, you know, it works, right? Like that kid's going to want to see it now because he knows <laughs> Fortnite and they're crazy about Fortnite. And that's a character he knows from Fortnite. So like very good brand synergy. Yeah. Okay, can I give a prompt uh, for like questions for the next variant cover? Please. Is that people give us their best ideas for random Marvel slash other licenses and franchises uh, crossovers. Like if you want to see a crossover between Minecraft and the Marvel character, g- tell us who you'd like to see in that. Yeah, that's kind of fun. I uh, could do a whole Marvel. Ooh, we just booted up the Minecraft server again for the uh, the Slack. Maybe we'll Ooh. go turn it into a... We should make like New York City in that. Uh, that'd be fun. <laughs> what? We should like well, good, sh- good luck with that. Um. I'm gonna go build a one-to-one scale replica of New York City, <laughs> and you can't stop me, Charlotte. Start um, with Avengers Tower and <laughs> exactly build out. Get one. back to me in a year. Yes, yeah, exactly. All right, uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, I don't know if I already said Patreon.com, iTunes, blah blah blah. You know, you know the deal. Um, Disaster piece <laughs> wow. dinner music, Spotify, <laughs> and uh, that's gonna do it. Thanks again. We'll see you next year. See you next year.